Welcome. My name is Douglas Lodmel, your asset protection attorney, and we are down to our last key concept of protecting real estate. We're going to wrap it all up. Now, these key concepts really have built on each other. So if you haven't seen the one through five or listened to them, I really recommend that you do. Um, for summary, key concept number one is equity and cash flow are what matters, not fair market value. Key concept number two was understanding the difference between inside liability and outside liability. Number three was separating the risk from the asset. Number four was creating layers of protection. In number five, we talked about the bridge trust. And in number six, we're going to do a full step-by-step -step integration. So um, let's get into it. First step is we go back to key concept number one and we determine the net value of the real estate. Remember, we don't care so much about the gross value. If, if you have $100 million worth of real estate, but you have a net value of only a million, well, it's the same as if you had a million dollars worth of real estate with a net value of a million. In other words, with no mortgages. So step one is determine the net value. So in our example, we're going to pretend that we have $1.5 million worth of real estate. Um, and it doesn't, you know, it does matter how many properties that's in. It could be in a single property, which means we'd really be relegated to just one LLC, or it could be in 10 different properties, which means we have some options. So step two is determine how much risk you're willing to group into a single risk pool. So um, in general, I would say that half a million dollars, $500,000 is a good maximum risk pool. For this portfolio of $1.5 million, I think that's appropriate. So we're going to say, okay, no more than $500,000 in any single risk pool, meaning in any single LLC. So here we're looking at three LLCs. That is step three. Divide your real estate into groups that total no more than your single risk pool. So for $1.5 million, if our risk pool is $500,000, we're going to have three groups of properties worth $500,000 each or less. Now, it, let's say we can't get an even 500,000. That's fine. We look at the properties and we try to group them in the way that makes the most sense. So if you have one fourplex worth 500,000 and then you have three other single families with equity that together equal 500,000, well, the fourplex would get its own LLC and then the three other single property single family rentals would get their own LLC. So step number five is we would create your multi-member holding company. So we, we need to create the holding company first because it's going to be the member of the underlying LLCs. So in this example, we're going to use an Arizona Asset Management Limited Partnership. And because we're over the million dollar mark, we're also going to recommend creating a bridge trust to be the, sing, the, the, the limited partner of the holding company, creating that additional protection. So we're going to create those first. And then we're going to create the LLCs with the Arizona Asset Management Limited Partnership as the single member. Now remember, if we go back to the key concept where we talked about LLCs and single member versus multi-member, normally, if you personally are going to be the single member of an LLC, that's typically a no-no because single-member LLCs can be disregarded. And certainly in some states, that's become the standard. In other states, they've actually protected single-member LLCs, like Arizona. Um, however, in any case, your single-member LLC here is going to be owned by a multi-member partnership. 
So we don't need to be concerned that it's a single member because it is already in turn owned by a multi-member partnership in a great state that absolutely protects multi-member LLCs and LPs. So that's going to do one very good thing. It's going to remove the need for individual tax returns for all your LLCs. So here, instead of three tax returns, one for each LLC, all those LLCs are going to have no tax return. And we are going to have one additional tax return, and that's going to be for the holding company, for the Asset Management Limited Partnership. It's only going to be a federal return. Arizona, if we use Arizona, does not require a state return for limited partnerships that are holding outside real estate. So it's just a federal tax return. So step six, transfer the ownership of each LLC into the Asset Management Limited Partnership as single member eliminating the need for the tax return. Step seven, add the final waterproof layer. Well, we already mentioned that in step five because we knew we were gonna need it, but we would look here and say, okay, how much is the total value, not just of the real estate? Because remember, this structure, while we're talking about real estate, it applies to more than just real estate. So if you also have savings, a brokerage account, or um, cash value of life insurance, or anything else, it can also be held by the Asset Management Limited Partnership Holding Company. Or if you have a primary residence that has equity beyond the homestead exemption, that can be held directly by the Bridge Trust. So in this case, for sure, we're going to add the Bridge Trust as that final waterproof outer layer of protection, providing the escape route if we ever had a true threat. And then step eight is to integrate your new asset protection plan with your existing estate plan. So most of you listening to this already have a will or a, a revocable living trust in place. We're gonna keep those. Um, we're gonna still use those. And we're gonna point this structure at that structure in order to make sure that it still passes to your children, your beneficiaries, your heirs, as you wish, and with the minimal amount of estate taxes, um, maximizing your exemptions, as well as following all your instructions for how you want these things to pass. Now, I, I sometimes get questioned, well, can my kids keep this structure in place for their asset protection? The answer is absolutely, and that is absolutely my recommendation, is that they do keep it in place. Um, and so that is possible and advisable and desirable and something that when we set it up, we can discuss how exactly to do that. So you have just learned the key concepts of protecting real estate. Um, I am going to go over a couple of questions uh, in the following podcasts that I get all the time. So this is not the end of the topic, but this is the end of the key concepts. I hope this has been very helpful to you. And remember, it's your money. Act like it. We'll see you next time.